Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Here, here, here we go, yo. That's my, that's my uh, attempt at like jock jams or. <laughs> yeah, are both of our like low energy attempt at being hype people for our, the podcast. I'm I'm gonna be the guy at like a Six Flags or like Indiana Jones show at like Universal Studios, being like, "Come on, everyone, let's!" Get... I'm gonna be the the opener I for the Indiana you, Jones like, show. Yeah, warming up the crowd, like getting them excited and in a place of woo for woo! the fire, the the backdraft experience. <laughs> I the oh my god, that's so. Remember the backdraft experience? That was my favorite one. It just felt so dangerous, and I've never even seen the movie Backdraft. I haven't either. Just, I've only been to the experience. Remember Twist? Do you remember Twister? They had the Twister ride. That was scary. Oh my God. No, I did not. Where at was that? Of, at Universal? Yeah. And at the end of the ride, the you're in like the movie theater drive through and then like the thing falls. You know how it does in the movie? Like the, yeah. the roof falls a little. Um, The scariest ride to me was Earthquake. It was, mm-hmm. like, based on that movie, Earth, like, from the 70s, and it was really scary. For some reason, they had these photos of the making of the movie on the when you were waiting in line to go in, and they had, like, all these miniatures of the replicas of the cities, and then they had the people, life-size people, like, and for some reason, that freaked me out. <laughs> I felt really, like, 
uh, it, it unsoothed me. So uh, we, I made my dad take me out of line. My sister and me went out of line, and my mom went on the ride alone. Yeah. <laughs> she was like brave queen. She's got to do what she's got to do. I think she was honestly like, I'm happy I have a moment to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a peaceful Finally moment a on the earthquake moment. ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, I need to talk about something that a reader alerted me to, which feels like it makes so much sense. Okay. And maybe we knew this, but I, I can't remember. But so Tiffany Trump <laughs> is engaged. Oh, yeah. To like a man who looks like just faceless mm-hmm. and she and him met at Lohan beach club. I saw that. I was so shocked by that. Like in like three years ago or something. I guess whenever the beach club was active, which we know Damn. it's not anymore, but like what? It's a hotbed for love. Well, she was in that Tiffany was in like that snap snap pack, right? She's part of the snap pack that I think is like Lindsay adjacent. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they'll like party with Linz, I think. I, I saw that um, one of the Brandt brothers passed away. It was really sad. I know, that was sad. I think Tiffany's like friends with those people though, right? I think that they were part of that snap pack too yeah. or snap pack adjacent. It's, that's sad. But um, I love knowing the the daughter of America's like, First, like, truly fascist president fell in love at Lohan Beach Club. Yeah, it all tracks. It, it feels all... right. The Federation wishes you the well. The Federation your... thanks you. The Federation thanks you and wishes you well in your engagement. You you happy to, to rent out the beach club for you for your wedding? <laughs> the Federation thanks. Do you think Lindsay will go to the wedding? I Probably. hope. It would be only right for her to be invited. Yeah. That would be a snub heard heard round the world if you don't invite the ambassador of the Lohan Beach Club where you found love to your own wedding. It would be rude. The meat bees were invited. The meat bees are invited. What if they're serving lobster at the wedding? What will Lindsay do then? She will go to, I will go to every table here to set the lobster free. Keep me away from that raw bar. Oh, keep me away from the robber. Oh, God, I can feel it. I can feel it now. The anguish of the lobster. They are screaming for help. (laughs) We must set them free. Band together to release them. I want Lindsay to descend upon the wedding and just, like, cause havoc. You know that you can't invite her to anything and have her just be chill about it. Like, you know she would just, like, Make everything about her. Yeah, she would land in like a huge hovercraft, like have an entourage of 60 and, and the then like ravage, are... ravage your raw bar and then <laughs> try to flush them. I can see him trying to flush lobsters down the toilet in like the bathroom. The clams. No shellfish were harmed in the making of this wedding. <laughs> the lobsters are screaming and the lobsters were screaming. I'm the going lobster. to suck all the, the oysters. Were screaming. I'm going to suck all the oysters out and keep them in my mouth, and then hurl them into the sea. Spit them one by one <laughs> gently back into the ocean. Perhaps they can find their way back to a shell. 
you just see Lindsay running out to like a pier at 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 the venue and just going <laughs> and, just, and spitting these like dead oysters and then they just like float away. Fly free, like swim, security. swim, swim, <laughs> fly free back to a shell. There looks to be shells and barnacles on the side of the on the side of the dock. Swim free, swim free. <laughs> You'd have to have extra security in place with a direct order to keep Lindsay as far away from the raw bar as possible. I was told there was a raw bar, she says during like one of the speeches. Security, they're like, Beep. Red is close to the raw bar. Beep. She's within 50 feet. Oh my God, I bet they give like a high alert every time she's at like an event, like to all the security people. Like, hey, just so yeah. you know. You need to keep an eye on her. Not for, like, security from her. I'm talking about security for the guests. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's full. It's, like, there are things that you actually need to, like, put a barrier between her and, like, certain objects or people. I told you I saw her at this Brooklyn flea market once, right? What was she doing there? It was, like, an in. It's, like, I forget what. It was in Greenpoint or something. And it was it was, like, a rainy Saturday. And my friend's band was playing so i went to go see and she i had some friends that were like selling shit there and she came I, in i know exactly the building you're talking you know what i'm about. talking about my best friend lives like oh yeah next jenna lives that. near there right yeah mm-hmm. so i walked in and she came in with like an entourage and she looked really good she like perused through some of the jewelry and then went into like a vip area that was like literally like a storage room and hung out there. Love that. Nothing like a VIP storage room moment yeah. to really make you feel chic. But she was like looking at, she was like in all black and like looking at like some of the jewelry, which I was like, she's going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> the crafts. Keep an eye on that one. I love an open marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of, of Athens. I love it. The energy, the thriving energy of the bazaar. Somehow your voice is deeper than mine when you do Lindsay. I really got my Lindsay back. Like for a while I couldn't do it without yeah. like a cough, but now I'm like I'm back to my old low hand ways. I don't know if, I think since I've quit smoking, I don't know if I can access that the same way anymore. Yeah. I love an open I'm- market. I love the <laughs> The hustle and bustle and energy of an open market. Am I right? Where's the closet? (laughs) Where's the VIP? I will need to be ushered to the VIP area immediately. I have some phone calls to make to update the Federation. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? They're like, hey, we have a phone, but I don't know if... I need a satellite phone immediately. Immediately! Oh my god, wait. Also, I have to... Uh, there's a show that I started watching last night that is so fucking good. It is my new obsession. Bling Empire on Netflix. Watch it now. Watch going, it gonna, yesterday. I can't wait. It is... I it, Netflix like is delivering me the just goods. what I truly needed. The goods to survive another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix... It basically... Netflix knows how to do like extreme wealth reality shows. Mm-hmm. And this 
lives up to the hype. I'd seen on the Daily Mail, like, they there was, like, some sponsored post about it. And I started reading, and I was like, hmm, this sounds like it might be right up my alley. Where do they and live? Started, well, they all live in L.A. It's centered around a bunch of Asian people who are friends. And they also happen to be, like, crazy wealthy. Kind, I guess, like, kind of piggybacking off, like, the Crazy Rich Asians movie and books that were, like, such huge hits. And now it's a reality show called Bling Empire, and it centers around a group of friends. Also, they're all friends. Like, it's they're, like, already knew each other and had pre-existing relationships, which, as you know, makes for the best reality TV. Right. And I'm obsessed with it. I'm, like, on episode three or four now, and I'm just, like blazing through and it's really all i'm interested in talking about i love that it's set in la i mean the shots of sunset they were all i think they all knew each other before too and were friends which mm-hmm. the earlier seasons were like i think really good because they had that vibe yeah but then they just like all hated each other so much and it was chaos yeah that show got really dark but i love like a just focusing on like a group that's not always explored in la it's cool mm-hmm. yeah i'm, I'm in i'm down I'm like it is chef's kiss mm. and especially like Netflix shoots things in such a way where it's like very shiny mm-hmm. like selling sunset was so like sparkly and shiny and it's like it's like seeing candy it's like the experience of eating candy but your eyes are eating candy yeah or something sweet it's like really soothing oh I can't wait yeah, I need to know all your thoughts ASAP. My queen is the billionaire matriarch Anna. She she's half Japanese, fabulous. half Russian. And the first time you see her, she's just like taking a sledgehammer to a wall in her closet. Hell yeah. For just like no reason. That's... And I hope to be one day so rich that I can just like sledgehammer a wall if that's what I feel like doing. Seeing powerful women with a sledgehammer is like, a bomb yeah nothing better nothing better just busting through a wall mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles yeah why yeah, not i'm in i have this i have this power why not use it mm-hmm. and she like just shops all the time and like buys people like buys other people on the show like she bought one of her girlfriends like a friendship ring she flew her girlfriend to paris for her birthday and then brought her a friendship ring from boucheron oh and then, like, bought one of the other guys, this, like, male model who's so hot. Bought him, like, $5,000 of Dior. Are they friends? I think she's, like, taking some youngsters under her wing. Does, but she, have, then does she have children? She has one son who was also hot. I was like, where's he at? <laughs> he's not really, he's not on the show. But she's, like... She's befriending a group of like younger people and they actually like kind of do her dirty because one day she's having them over for massages and manicures in her backyard and two of them sneak into her bathroom and see a penis pump sitting in her shower and then they throw it out the window and like I think embarrass her try to embarrass her about it and I was like honey pump that dick up and get yours like nothing to be ashamed about but I was like fuck them justice for Anna. I just Googled her and I love her face. It's it's wild. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. It's really, it's really good. Never shame someone for like penis pumps. Yeah. No sex toy shame around these parts. Anyway, speaking of 
powerful women. Let's get into our queens. Yeah. Um, I'm Carrie. I'm Laura. <laughs> I'm Laura. And I'm Carrie. And you're, and you're listening, listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Queens. Queens. Okay, so this was a good episode. It was good. I love a vacation moment. That's we it. We needed this travel journey. We needed them all in one place in another place. Except yeah. Mary once again. Whatever. Guys, I'm, I mean, I'm getting point- like I'm getting a little concerned because they're keeping her so removed from the cast. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, did they film Mary's stuff like two years earlier I think- and then... I think Did they she must realize have. like it might be actually a really bad look for me to be so public about this like scheme I'm running? I think and then, you're like, right. She's off the show. And so then they did like pick up like a whole pickup reshoot a couple years later, but they're trying to like fool us into thinking like I feel gaslit by space and time. Yeah. When I watch the show sometimes. No, I know. And like I'm I'm still shook by like the temporal uh you know dissonance yes and someone was like someone was like it's well known that on the other bro like people have been talking about this for for a long time that it was and i was like well i didn't fucking know that so forgive me not if that I don't, well known not that well known because i don't fucking know about it so like, I'm, I'm up to date on all the news sweetheart yeah. and i didn't know a thing about it fire off a yeah. morse code <laughs> i was like okay i don't i didn't know but i'm still shocked um, i'm shook by this and i think your theory holds true that maybe mary i think some stuff was filmed in the past and then some stuff was filmed not so far in the past but mary is like weirdly now separate and i'm like if it's gonna be like this just get her out yeah do you love what a fair weather fan i am of like literally anything well yeah One week i'm like fucking love her give her her own show and then two seconds later i'm like get her out of my life well, yeah, if she chose, if she was like, I don't want to be on this really anymore, but they were like, you sign a contract, you have to be on it. And then if she, like, then, like, then you shouldn't be. Like, if you're a cult leader. You're not going to play ball. And, you're, and you're, yeah. you maybe don't go on a reality show. But Yeah, if you're not, like, scamming people out of, like, their hard-earned money so you can buy, like, more houses and yeah. fill up your rooms with more clothes and you're not willing to show that on TV... Goodbye. Don't be on a Bravo show. See you. So we start out with Mary talking to her grandfather husband about her. She goes, how is the Florida home? And he was like, and he it was, wants to sell it. He wants to sell it. It's like, okay. And she says something that's really weird where she's like, so you just want to get rid of it? You don't care about the money? And she's like, is that how you feel about me? You're just going to get rid of me? She's like, Please. And he's like, what? And... <laughs> I love that kind of drama, though, in a relationship where, like, the jump to conclusions levels of drama, I feel like, are running really high with Mary. Yeah. She's like, he's like, she, and she's, me thinks maybe that's some projection. Like, she's yeah, like, Yeah, that says please. more about her problems than it does about, like, what's happening in the relationship. He's like, no, I just want to get this house off her hands. And she's like, she's like, please, please break up with me. Yeah. Would like to be free. I was thinking Mary would like to be free of this situation. And I think maybe the show has made her realize, like, damn, I actually am in, like, a kind of fucked up sitch. Yeah. 
um, Brooks and Meredith are like, okay, they're like at this organic grocery store. Meredith's cleavage is like off the wall in the scene. Did you notice? She's looking no, but I was just like, she's looking fierce. She looked great, but like she's like at a casual like grocery store moment with her son, and her her just like she's wearing the lowest cut top and plunging neckline, and I'm just like, I'm here for it, and I love it. She's got to do what she's got to do. And I think I've read a lot of like dating advice books that say that you should be your sexiest self when you're running errands because you just never know who you'll run into. And I think Meredith is just trying to follow that. No, I, w- I, l- I was like, I was like less Brooks, more of Meredith and just like in her splendor. Brooks is so she he just sucks the life out of me every time I see him. And also I was having I felt like this grocery store was like a twenty foot by twenty foot room. Yeah. That they he, were wandering around. He was like, I wanna make mint mint water and I want pasta but not like carbohydrate heavy. She's like, What do you wanna make? He is I'm gluten free, dairy free, sugar free diet. And I was like, Great. I mean ugh. I just get like a, get it. I'm like get a get sense a of humor. Thing. You're Gen Z. Shouldn't you be like more come up with more creative things to say than like millennial humor things? Like I'm like we've been there, honey. <laughs> but I'm also just like I can't emphasize enough. Like there's nothing worse than someone that takes themselves seriously, and nothing worse than a gay who takes themselves seriously. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I mean, Nothing obviously have super serious gay. I know. Like, obviously have self-respect, but like lighten up, like make a crack a joke. <laughs> like, I'm like, I sound like I'm like a dated, like, I'm like a, like, why aren't you funny? Like, <laughs> like a straight woman to like, a, but like, I'm like, as a gay man, it's like humor is like something that queer people should strive for because every. Queer, a lot humor of queer people have been through pain of and like gayness yeah, yeah and like turning pain into like humor and just like having some fun like my god like he's so boring and just thinks he's oh it's i'm very triggered by him yeah same <laughs> i both i can't i can't wait till he's away from my screen but then i also can't get enough so it's a real it's a vanderpump love hate that i experience but I truly, after this episode, I'm like, Meredith is on pills. Like, there's yeah. just <laughs> no explanation for her her whole body. Like, she's basically, like, swaying in the breeze and during a conversation at one point and, like, doesn't make eye contact and is, like, just out of it. Like, yeah. she's out of it. Am I she, wrong? No, she's out of it. And, like, I think she got dressed on pills. She's medicating because yeah. she's in the midst of a demonic possession. What do you? With the hands get? of her gay son, her gay serious son. What do you want to get? What do you want to get? Jesus. I, I, when I was watching her last week, I was like, she truly is Catherine O'Hara and waiting for Guffman at the Chinese restaurant, <laughs> like blackout. What's it like being with a circumcised man? <laughs> yeah, him. I was just like, I forget that she's on. I forget the theory that she's on pills until i saw her in the hotel room talking to lisa in vegas where she literally like could not stand up yeah it's like oh yeah she's on oxy um whitney invites diane warren and her two siblings 
for like a family dinner at her home because her husband's away and mm-hmm. she invites her half brother and i didn't realize he's he's her dad's son yeah because they look so much alike will and shaley will and shaley are very gathering yeah they're very checked out with diane's like addiction and like the wreckage she's caused and like they've they're less they're less um attached to him than whitney and they're but whitney's like guys we really like he's i think he's really trying like let's just try to like be there for him so she invites them over it's it's kind of a sweet moment they they have like a little family dinner her sister seems really wounded by him and it's kind of sad yeah it's intense like seems like they have a lot of healing to do and they're very reticent to trust diane but after the scene i just wrote in my notes um i love diane yeah she's grateful for her addiction because it brought her to this point and she i guess she's kind of talked this talk a lot of times in the past so and then has slipped back into use and usage drug usage but i think diane is ultimately a sweetie and I root for her to get sober and have a fulfilling relationship with her children. And it's sweet. Like Shaylee, like is really like when Whitney invites her, you can tell she's really like, uh, okay, I'll go. But she's, but then the minute she sees her dad, she like kind of melts and hugs him, and it's, it's sweet. So I hope I wish their, I wish them well with their, their path to healing together. Mm -hmm. And I hope he stays sober. Me too. We go back to Cucina Toscana, which Holy is now my shit. home away from home. All I want to do is dine at Cucina Toscana. When COVID's over, we're going. No, I, I really want to do a show there, and I want to eat at Cucina. Like, yeah. you can't stop Cucina me. and Walters. Walters, Osteria. So Sharif and Jen want to set Heather up with Sharif's best friend, Keith, a.k.a. Big Daddy. Um, they've been friends for 30 years. <clears throat> it's kind of cute. Um, they head there and they get to, they're waiting for Heather. She shows up. She looks great. Just like, I think she's wearing like a suit or something or like she, she looks really. Heather's ready. She's, she's in boss mode and she's ready to meet someone and potentially have a love connection and get dicked down. Jen's this whole episode. She's kind of on a mission to like repair her. And her and Jen's way of like asking for forgiveness is just giving people things. So like she's trying to do that with Heather, which is not a good way to no. But solve she's... a problem or ask for forgiveness. It's just like at first I was like, oh that's sweet. But then when she takes Heather shopping, I was just like, okay, this is too much. And now you're like doing this with a, you're doing this with a mission to get something back and to like have something to hold over something's head. So they someone's head so they give you what you want yeah and like that's just a it's manipulative it's all, like, all contractual and very manipulative keith shows up and he's like really tall and cute but he's like very awkward and um like heather's into him when he first sits down like she's her game turns on and she's in like full like dick charming down mode. flirty yeah she turns it right on but but and keith then... orders a cranberry orange juice which was like fine like it was it was a kind of a weird order but heather's kind of like that's a red flag in her eyes yeah she doesn't like that he's not drinking (laughs) 
<laughs> which like which i like i understand like i've been there before but at the same time i'm now i'm of the mind where i'm like if someone's not drinking i'm actually like that's amazing like, yeah thank like god there's probably a reason they're not drinking yeah and like love that for them and let's not get hung up on it let's like try and move forward but heather is really having a hard time reconciling his drink beverage choices i thought it was and weird she like she kind of thinks he's like a baby and like he's a little shy and like i think he's probably not used to being on camera so he's like a little like he's a little aware of like he he looks like he's turning red at one point but imagine having your first a blind date with someone on camera no it's uh, in a group setting and it's really weird and um heather tries and then she turned she's very like there's a wall almost immediately the minute he like explains what he does which he's really passionate about he's like helps student athletes like reach their potential like he's like a counselor kind of she's like so plugged out yeah she's like so what do you do in pennsylvania and he's like well that i'm glad you asked me that she calls she's like i wasn't really impressed with his sober ted talk which made me laugh because it was it was kind of a sober ted talk but there just weren't the sparks did not fly between Big Daddy and Heather, unfortunately. Yeah, Jen's like, we're going to go dancing after this. You and Big Daddy. And then Heather goes, no, 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 no. And he wanted to get dessert. No. Let Big Daddy get dessert. Oh, God. I'm dreaming of Cucina Toscana. Me too. We'll Probably... be there. I'm, I'm like astral projecting, seeing us there in a booth, living, laughing, loving fucking pigging the fuck out it's gonna be amazing it's I bet gonna it's really be fucking cold in there. amazing uh, really i bet it's warm i bet they have heat a lot of heat lamps that they maybe. will pull up to your table if you need them maybe don't talk shit about <laughs> yo don't talk shit about don't you're like i let you get away with a lot of things but i'm not letting you get away with that i'm gonna hold you accountable <laughs> <laughs> Me. I turn immediately into that lady. Um, so Whitney is like, she knows she's on thin ice with like the whole group except Heather. Um, so she's like, what's, what's something I can do that will make everyone happy? Invite them to Vegas on a trip that I planned and force them to be in, in close spaces with me. So she... We're gonna. She texts all the girls separately, and there's like this whole thing of her sending each of them a text. Jen and Heather are immediately like, "Fuck yes, <laughs> love it." And then I love <laughs> Meredith's response. Not really my scene, but I guess I'll give it a shot. <laughs> she goes, "Vegas isn't really my scene, but I can probably make it." I was like, "What do you love. mean?" Lisa just is like, "I'll consider it. I'll have to think about it." And Thank then you for never the invite. Follows up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You see the side of Lisa that's a little scary in this in this episode. Yeah, she is all about power moving on people that she hates. And I Pun- respect it, but I would not want to be on the receiving end of it. Vegas. And Mary just flat out says she won't go if Jen goes. She goes, I'd rather be on a plane with mice. I was like, what? You're, where your mind goes is like... Your brain. So off. Yeah, very so that's the last, last we see of Mary. I love to Whitney. It's like she doesn't understand that she could just apologize. 
she's has yet to apologize and be like, hey, I'm so sorry for sticking my nose where it didn't belong and like stirring up drama and making everyone else's business my business. That was my bad. She still, by the end of this episode, hasn't really said that. Yeah, she Meredith and Lisa kind of call on the side and are like, what are we going to do about this? They're like, we hate her, but we to ha- Vegas we must go. <laughs> then Meredith is talking to Brooks about it, and he goes, why would I go? She goes, do, are you sure you don't want to come with me? And he goes, why would I, go- why would I do that? I don't know Vegas. Or no, he says something. She's like... Does this look? Does this outfit look Vegas appropriate? And he goes, "Why would I know that? I don't go to Vegas. It's like the prostitution capital of the world." Cool, Brooks. He could use a little release Dork. of some sort. Yeah, <sighs> maybe he just needs to come, and then he'll get like <laughs> he'll loosen up a little bit. I don't go to. It's like, who are you, Brooks? Yeah. I mean, Vegas, I get it's not really my scene either. Yeah, of course. But I guess I would go. I've always gone. If my friends are going, like I go. I'm I'm thinking more just like, just be a little more fun when you say things. <laughs> like, don't just be like, draw, like. Where's the applause? Where's, where's the, the laughter? La- I'm just like, who, like, you're Brooks talking to your. true. Where is the laughter energy? You're talking, he's talking to his mom and he's like, it's the process. It's like, shut up. Like, yeah, everyone knows there's like sex work in Vegas. Like it's not, it's legal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Shut up. You might want to try it out sometime. Need someone to jerk the laughter out of you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you'd do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's been an on and off thing sometimes i'm in it sometimes i'm not but i always feel better when i'm consistently going to therapy i think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it i agree 100 percent. i've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to ten years and 
a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. So the gals all meet at the airport and Whitney has Vegas extensions in and she's like, where's, where's Lisa? And then I love Meredith goes, Lisa's already there, which is power move numero uno, which is, we find out later that Lisa never even RSVP to the trip, like never said if she was coming or not. And then decided that she had work to do in Vegas. So she was just there working and like will happen to liaise with the girl. And I was like, wow, this is like she's she's five steps ahead of you at all times. Classic yeah. Lisa Barlow. Don't don't think behind that like kind of uh party conversation demeanor of just like quip little social quips. She's actually full of machinations, strategy. Oh, yeah. It's a chess game, it's a queen's gambit. She with is Lisa Barlow. And she is winning. So mm-hmm. she so they all had on a plane, and being on a plane looked really nice. And I just being mask free on a plane looked really nice. I literally haven't been on a plane in a year. Yeah. I miss. So, I miss the hustle and bustle of just like blazing through the airport. Arriving at LAX. Arriving at LAX, kind of sweaty kind of nervous but then ultimately soothes because i paid for clear so you just put your fingertips on a thing i know it's always a little scary getting first walking into the airport yeah i'm always like will i make it and then i i'm like i will because i have tsa pre-check and clear so basically i'm i'm like to the i'm like take all my information I'm Look like inside my hat, like take whatever you want. Just let me skip the line. I'm like, will I make it on the flight? Like, will I, will I perish? I'm just like, just trying to travel with Tony. Usually I have him in a little bag and I put him on top of the roller and he sticks his head out and we just, he makes such a splash wherever he goes. And a lot of people comment and I carry him through the check thing. I can't even remember what it's called. It's been so long. And <laughs> The I'm security. Wistful. The security. <laughs> the check I don't thing. even know What's the names thing? anymore. What's what that, thing, that called? thing called? I simply can't remember. But now I think you can't even take dogs. No. On f- which is like they've eliminated what the fuck? Uh, emotional support. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm gonna have to get him service dog qualified. Yeah. I'm like, literally, I will rise to that challenge. <laughs> My sister got her dog service dog. 
How? He went through like training and actually goes to like visit people at hospitals. So he like Yeah, does. that's what I'd like from Tony. Um she just got him trained when he was really young. Okay. But I'm gonna have to get on this because right now he jumps a little too much. I the last time I took him to a dog park, a toddler walked by and Tony was so excited he jumped and just pushed him over. Oh no. But he, the toddler loved it. He was like not scared by dogs, thank God, because I was horrified. You can't be scared by Tony. No, he need, but he's a very excitable pug, so he's going to need some training, but just you wait. I'm getting Tony on a fucking plane one way or the other. I believe you. Yeah. Um, it's the last thing I do. So they get, to the, they get to the Vegas airport, and they get into like a limo. Jen has an entire limo just for her luggage, which I loved. And yeah. they're in the car, and Whitney's like, I'm going to call Lisa and see what she's doing. And she calls Lisa and she doesn't answer. And then Lisa calls Meredith. So like she clearly screened Whitney's call. Power move number two. Two. Whitney's two for two power move. Lisa, Whitney, zero. Whitney's visibly shaken by this. And then she's she's also stirring shit because in her one-on-one, she goes, I can't do an impression because I can't look like I'm taking a shit and trying to be sexy at the same time. I was like, you tried and failed. Yeah, fuck you. Guess what? <laughs> Lisa Barlow is a queen. She calls Meredith. Meredith goes, hey, where are you? And she goes, <laughs> oh, I have work to do here. So Lisa's on the, she's business. She's B- on, business only. She also and was then so Whitney, vague he, about her like business. I'm like, she's either making it up or she works for the government. Making it up. I yeah. think it's all a ruse. And she's like obtusely ag- ignoring Whitney. And like Whitney keeps trying to be like, hi, Lisa. Hey, what are you? Are you going to join us later? <laughs> and she's like. Does not answer. Doesn't answer at all. It's incredible. Power move number three is just like a blatant ignorance of Whitney's very presence. They get to the Nomad Hotel, which I'm like. Random. No, I guess it's the same one that's here and then also in New York. No, I know, but like if you're gonna stay I feel like if you're gonna stay on the strip, like stay on stay on the strip. Go to the Cosmopolitan. Go to Caesars. (laughs) Go to Paris. Paris is my Paris is my favorite casino to gamble in. Really? I love I love Paris. (laughs) Take me to Paris, you say. I I just love I like the Venetian not I don't like any gambling or mm-hmm. casino energy, but I do like the it's like constantly daylight and the fake little canals. <laughs> and then there's like a moza that's there. I know I stayed there as a, as a child. Safe. Yeah, I really like I like I love the food in Vegas. Like going and just dining at restaurant after restaurant in Vegas would be my dream right now. Same. I bet you can do it. Vegas yeah, is probably open. It is. <laughs> Damn. Um, like, see ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, they get to the Nomad and there's this gay concierge waiting for them and he he's, recites a poem he wrote for them. I and, just wrote satanic witchcraft. And they're like, they're, it's a <laughs> curse. He like bewitches <laughs> them. But while he, he's reading a quote about them, like he's like, the ladies from Salt Lake come to Vegas and together they will have fun and we will give them. It's like this. And then they're all just like looking at each other. Like what the fuck? 
They're like, Meredith is alarmed. Yeah, he put a spell on them. They went, wow, that's so nice that you wrote that for us. Anytime someone stops you and then recites something to you, like when you're not expecting it, they're trying to put you put a spell on you. You need to get yourself to like a, another witch ASAP to learn how to dehex. Yeah, you need to like pull out some holy water and just lightly spritz them. Just a little in their face. <laughs> so they get up to their hotel rooms. Lisa comes to Meredith's room. This is when I w- was like, Meredith is fully unwell. She was like, Meredith's like, Vzz. she was like, that's where are you? That's why where are you are. don't trust Whitney. Don't. <laughs> She's like the. That's why I won't trust her. <laughs> she's like the sister in 16 candles it's gonna be yeah, a piece she's of cake teetering Brand. remember what Ginny <laughs> when she's all like she goes oh, I can't see with this on and she takes her wedding pill <laughs> that's she incredible act that's an incredible so movie. many muscle relaxers <laughs> and she goes can you move over and she sits down on her way to the, <laughs> to the aisle to the altar <laughs> it's incredible and she goes I like she was an iconic and underappreciated character i've had men before me but not for six months i've had men love me before but not for six months in a row (laughs) i love also when she's like swanning around her bedroom and like taking lemons and rubbing them on her elbows as she like talks to her sad little sister and like i was just like she She goes goals she goes sam i don't have time for (laughs) (laughs) she asks Molly Ringwald to tell her what's happening, and then the minute she she tells her one thing, she goes, Sam, I don't have time for this. It's my wedding tomorrow, and then leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Meredith is fully her, Jenny. She is. Jenny at the wedding. She goes, that's why I'll never be able, she goes, I'll never be able to fully trust Whitney. Well, Jen pulls then her own power move slash revenge against Whitney when they get to the hotel where she's like, Heather, are you ready to come with me? We're going on a special surprise. Oh, yeah, and then Whitney, Whitney was like pissed because she planned for everyone to go race car driving together. And now she's stuck going race car driving with Terrence and Philip. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They go. What? Amazing. What? Amazing. Where do I have to go? Well, I don't want to go race car driving. I do you want to go race car driving? I don't know if I can go race car driving. I don't know if we go race car driving. I don't know if we go do. I don't want to go with Whitney exactly, but I'll go there if there's cars there because I love cars. And like, Meredith goes, I want to go to the cars too. Well, I guess we think it against the answer. And if it's weird, we can leave. We can leave early. And Meredith goes, Yeah, we can leave. We can go. Ah, we can leave. At least we I have you. I have you. Too. I have you. Ah. We have each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have fun. Let's enjoy the desert sun together. And she goes, yes, Sadly. yes, yes, we'll take, <laughs> yes, we'll take the wind, uh, let the wind whip at our feet. Yes. What, the conversation that we had as Terrence and Philip is more lucid than their actual conversation. I just see them in the hotel room with their heads flapping like pots. <laughs> We're going to have fun of the, we'll have fun of the, we'll have fun of the Ferrari <laughs> track. Let the wind whip at our face. That's what I want. Yes, yes, I want that too. But if it's way over, leave together. God, we have each other. We can that we go <laughs> together. We will t- together. We will fight this as one. <laughs> so then we see uh, Jen takes Heather to a like fully 
she has this like room set up in the lobby of the hotel and it's like shoes like designer clothes like she's having like a pop-up shop just for heather so she's like trying to win her back and she's like i a bet she's like i brought this all for you and she has these two uh, so retail like associates stylists there and one of them's name is dominic and he's yeah i was like Ooh. he's like on math <laughs> they also i'm like he's doing math with heather's ex-husband <laughs> Yeah, Warren Jeffs and him are messing it up. A private shopping moment is cool and, like, love that for them. But I'm also like, is that really a surprise? Like, can't you just go to the stores? I mean, it's cute that Jen, like, surprised her with this. And I think think sometimes it is fun to, like, treat your friend to something who's... Until she freaked out at the end, I thought this was pretty genuine. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little weird that she like it wasn't with like all the girls and it was just with Heather. Like that was a little like that was strategic and like kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think of a surprise as being like it doesn't it's not a surprise to me to go shopping and me spend money. Like a surprise would be you buy me something. Yeah. Yeah, like I was, you take me somewhere and buy me something. Oh, I thought she was like getting it for free. Me, no, I think that it was like we now are going to buy all the stuff together. Oh, I was under the impression that it was like we're going to go shopping now, which I'm like, I mean, I, I won't turn down an opportunity to go shopping, but that's not a surprise. The, a surprise is like a gift of some sort. Oh, I thought for some reason I I might have not been paying attention enough, but for some reason I thought Jen was treating her oh i don't know readers weigh in what was happening because if that's like that story mike from lohan beach club told us where Lindsay yeah. brought him to like <laughs> hermes or something and she was like choose anything you like and then he chose like this really nice thing and she was like okay now buy it <laughs> yeah that's what it seemed like to me was like it was very much that which i'm like okay cool. i wasn't looking to buy to yeah. spend like five grand on shoes but like i guess i'll do it so they like drink champagne and get kind of drunk and chit chat. And then the other ladies head to the desert for a Ferrari race, like an exotic car racing track. And Lisa's like, I'm, she goes, I'm very excited. She goes, <laughs> she goes I'm very excited. She goes, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I've been around. She's in Whitney's like, so you're saying that you have actually been around exotic cars? And she goes, oh, yes, many times. <laughs> she was like, my friends, I'm friends with Dempsey. You know, Patrick Dempsey. He's, a, he's an exotic car racer himself. And I've always, I've accompanied him to the tracks many times. Dempsey, you know, <laughs> Patrick love... Dempsey. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> they're awkward suburban, like their awkward, like ride to the tracks where no one was speaking. I was like, this is like heroin to me to watch these women just sit in silence. And then... Whitney being like, hey, what were you out in Vegas for, Lisa? And then Lisa being like, just working for our brand. Really busy. <laughs> Clearly she and Meredith are <laughs> like... And then you like... see Whitney kind of turn back to Meredith and like smile like, I'm trying. But like, mm. And then Lisa's like, I actually love this racetrack. Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey. He loves to race there. 
Yeah. And then I think the I think doesn't Whitney say something and then Lisa just answers her phone. Yeah, Whitney says something else and then someone calls and she's like, Hello. So busy. She goes, Hi, Drew. Hi. So busy. She, also, she and Charmed Meredith were to- four, five, and six. <laughs> she and Meredith were totally <laughs> texting in the in the car. They were. That's like the worst. Do not ever turn to Meredith and think she has your back over Lisa's. It, she doesn't. That's like the. W- she rides and dies for Lisa Barlow. That's like the worst thing knowing that someone's two people are texting about you. Yeah, being in a car with two people that hate you, and they're aligned in a text thread about you. Hell. While you're sitting there. And then they get to the track and the guys are like talking to Lisa about what car she's going to drive. And she's just like, wow, amazing. Amazing. And you think I was like, wow, Lisa's really going to rip it on the track. But she actually like sucks at driving. She talks a big game and then drives like she's just on the highway. Whitney and Meredith are actually pretty good. Yeah, they put the pedal to the metal and drive like 110 miles an hour. Lisa clocks in at a cool 70. Which I'm like... A sensible 70. I'd be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's playing it safe. She, you know, she has a brand to work <laughs> for. She has a lot going on and a lot of things to do. I can't go 100 miles an hour today. That would not be amazing. <laughs> and then she <laughs> and Whitney kind of make up. And they, they realize, like, she's like, they kind of realize like Mary was actually like the the, the real shit sir there, and Whitney was kind of like just a be- ill timed messenger. Yeah, but at the same time, Whitney's apology is a non apology. Yeah, she doesn't take full accountability. No, but Lisa's like, I will forgive her this time. I actually forgive really easily. And so I forgive her, and it's amazing. And Mary goes, Yes, it's amazing. And then she goes, Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> Let's head back to Vegas and have some drinks. I love Vegas. I love Vegas. We'll take the we'll take the convertible down on the strip. Top off. The Let the lights the come in. On the strip. Let the air that doesn't have come in. Showgirls. Showgirls. Gambling lights. Blue Man Group. <laughs> um, and then we go back. Oh my god! Also, when Jen and Heather were shopping, Jen tries on what looks to be a Versace suit and then is really feeling herself and models on the bar. And it, like the employees are taking photos of her, and she's like, "I'm shamazing, and you can't buy my tits because my plastic surgeon retired." And I was like, "I love that." And then she's like, "Ha ha!" And then dismounts from the bar and literally like falls off the bar. She like t- totally like I, twisted her. She like rolled her ankle. Yeah, it looked painful in the instant replay, but I was here for her shamazing journey. Can't buy my tits. Can't buy my tits because my plastic surgeon retired. <laughs> love that. I love that. But also, like, who's going to do your tits then? Like, you should try and find some. Like, I would want a backup surgeon. Yeah, upkeep. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You can't just, like, get tits and they're fine forever. As we know from Danielle. Mm-hmm. And then Jen and Whitney or Heather start talking about Whitney. And it turns into, like. Jen's basically like, everyone fucking hates Whitney, and we only put up with her because we all love you. Which is not not true. But she also could, she keeps going, she's your friend. And I was like, wait, she's, all, she's her cousin, though. It's like, yeah, she's her family. They're family. Right. It's, little, it's not like, yeah. I think she forgot they were, like, I was like, they're, they're not, it's not like she's just like friends with her. It's like, that's her, 
blood. So she's going to have her back. What made Jen so angry in this moment? Do you think it was booze again? Because yeah. she goes zero to 60. Yeah, she was drinking. Like, from, yeah, it was based off of nothing. I was like, how did she just get this suddenly revved up? No, she was fully like she. They were like boozing, so she was definitely like a little champagne, champagne up, and her wrath came out. You could see it, like her yeah. face got like kind of red, and like she was like looked a little sweaty, and was like like she and Heather looked like they'd been drinking for a, a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think she was just like pissed. Yeah, and all it took was like bringing up Whitney's name and then she was right back Heather's like what like what I thought that everything was good and they like apologized like why is she going fucking Hulk on me she's like (laughs) Jen literally went like (gasps) like, yeah so nice that Whitney planned this and she's like Whitney (laughs) I don't fucking trust her what the fuck she's your friend Whoa! And you're just like, whoa, Jen. Oh my God. Whitney! Whitney! No, you say nothing of her! And Heather's like, fuck. Like, damn. I thought we were thought good. We were, like, cool. we're chill. Like, we're buying, we're having fun. Like, we're shopping. We just no! bought like 10 pairs of shoes each. And then she takes, like, she just goes up to the, the, Dominic, the, the like the shoe guy, and just rips his head off, and goes, <laughs> just has the blood squirting. She just puts her face in it, <laughs> and then Heather's just sitting there, and hurls it against the wall. Oh, chucks that. <laughs> she takes like a, a high heel in each hand and is like, ah! and spears it in the wall and just like rips down, ripping the wall to shreds. Well, at one point Heather goes. Did Whitney make you throw that glass on the floor? And that really set Jen off. And I was like, that's a good point. Don't talk about the glass! <laughs> and then she goes into the, the lobby and runs up to the, one of the slot machines and just lifts it up fully and just goes, Aah! and just lifts it, throws it through the roof of the hotel and it goes into space and then annihilates another civilization. It goes, it speeds like a comet and hits a planet and destroys an entire other civilization. Jen has killed multiple planets. She's, they call her planet She's killer. Killed, yeah, galaxy killer because like it throws off oh! homeostasis of entire galaxies and like alien species have been wiped out. And we are primed for intergalactic war, unlike anything we've ever imagined, thanks to Jen's anger issues. Whitney! No! She takes a she picks up another slot machine, she goes bah! and shakes all the coins into her mouth, and then she goes like shooting them out at people and killing them in the casino. And then she takes Paris, like the Eiffel Tower, she climbs to the top of it and she goes, Aah! and then lightning strikes her. And she gains even more power and becomes even larger and just starts destroying Vegas. And she goes on a full, like, like, you know. She's Godzilla. She's fucking Godzilla. She fucking 
no scorches vegas and starts slowly walking to los angeles and all the like it's like one of those disaster movies where they're like they're on the route there's something shaking we feel los angeles feels like a crazy earthquake and like buildings fall downtown everyone's like whoa wow and it's like a 9.9 on the richter scale and it's because jen shaw she hulk is approaching. But then she's quelled by going to Beauty and Essex in Hollywood. Yeah. And she's like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she signs like an overall deal with Sony. She's like, I love it. The, bo- the booze wears off and then she's like, oh, hmm. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> she like comes to in the Mojave. Hello? She's like, hmm. hmm. I gotta call an Uber. This is not amazing. And Stuart comes driving out to the desert. <laughs> Stuart. Well, next week we get a, a glimpse into them. There's in Vegas. I'm glad they're on a trip, and they go to like some kind of witch, and she. Like, <laughs> you gotta get a mystic involved. Totally. She looks wild. Whitney, lover, hater. She's doing the work. She is. God, she's really. So she's she really stay. is like pulling. Like she's organizing the trip she's like she's finding a mystic she's you know re- saying her lines that she's instructed to- she says again in this episode like two separate times she's like i was trying to say i was surprised i was just surprised to sit to and i'm just like we get it whitney you were surprised like come up with something else to say so that's why I was really surprised to hear that Mary said that they were afraid of you. Well, it's not about Mary here, so we'll just say we'll call it a draw here. And Meredith's like, yes, we'll call it a draw. I love that Lisa and Meredith go, no one speaks for me. And then Meredith goes, no one speaks for me either. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be pretty brave to go up against them as a united front. No one speaks for me either. No one speaks for me. Not amazing. No one speaks for me no either. No one speaks for me either. <laughs> She's like, okay, cool. What do you think we go back to the hotel and get dinner now? And they go, yeah, That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I have to say, sounds amazing. <laughs> and then Meredith just falls completely <laughs> face first onto the sand. I feel like Meredith's going to be in a wheelchair by the end of this season, just getting like pushed around, kind of drooling on herself. No one is addressing the elephant in the room, which is that Meredith can barely stand. Her eyes are not focused on anything. She's like wavering in the breeze. No one speaks for me either. No one speaks for me either. Let's go back to... um... Her head is always like cocked 90 degrees to the side. Let's go back to Atlantic City. They're like, Mayor, we're in bags. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. Don't speak for me. Do not speak for me. <laughs> well, things are looking up. So I'm happy with this episode and um, love hearing everyone's <sighs> thoughts and... Rocky ride. Someone commented that we're the only podcast talking about SLC that has mixed feelings slash negative feelings and everyone else is like living, laughing and loving it. And to that, I say, what are they watching? Yeah, I'm 
I mean, I'm we're not. It's been a roller listen, coaster. Laura and I are like, we're not being contrarian. Like we we fully want this to be a good season. So I I don't know what everyone else is like. Show me that season. Yeah, and I root for like a amazing amazing second season i like, root for the I, show i have faith i root for the show and i think that it could work but i've got to speak my truth yeah uh the truthers on this podcast <laughs> slc truthers um guys you can follow laura at lars marie on instagram and twitter and you can follow Carrie at Toscana underscore Cucina. And there's a Patreon you can subscribe to for $5 a month that has really great bonus episodes, like the one on this weekend and other episodes from the past. That's at patreon.com slash podcast. We answer reader mail. We make lists of things to talk about and then talk about them. It's amazing. Amazing. It's truly an amazing space. It's an amazing face. And I really recommend you check it out. Love and light to all of you. Stay safe. Wear a mask and... Stay safe. Watch Bling Empire and let's talk about it. Bye.